Hey, what's up? This is more or less. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host, Sammy, in semi-min condition, Yunnan. The best science fiction. It could be a uh, TV show like Doctor Who or Star Trek The Next Generation. And we mentioned both in this My Summer Layer conversation. Or books, uh, even comics. Les and I talk about Professor X and X-Men comics. The, the best science fiction basically contemplates the human condition. We are frail creatures. Not just physically, where so much can harm us, but we're also mentally vulnerable. And from this stew of sci-fi mixed with the unique human condition comes more or less his latest album, The Human Condition. More or less is on a sonic mission to connect as we endure this pandemic with endless lockdowns, devoid of human contact, but also devoid of literally fresh pop culture with spellbinding tales. The mental ends can be frayed. We can get lost emotionally and spiritually. We need these connections. However, this isn't a totally serious album or even a, a serious discussion. There is fun and nerdery and, of course, nostalgia. Such as, ready for this? Transformers, Back to the Future, The Prime Directive, Secret Avengers, Conan the Barbarian, Predator, and Terminator. All of that gets dropped in the next, like, half hour or 40 minutes or whatever this conversation is. Whew! So buckle up, nerds. Wherever we're going, we don't need roads. Let's get into Relax. Um, because on your recently released music video, Relax, from The Human Condition, throughout the yes. video, you're wearing a, a sweet and soft robe. Is that really your robe or is that just like a video robe? No, that is a robe pulled from my closet. That is the real deal. Would you consider that robe then your, like, Doctor Who outfit? Like, you know how Tom Baker had the scarf <laughs> and Matt Smith has the bow tie? Like, Doctor Who has, he's known for those kind of things. If you were the Doctor, that would that robe would be your uniform? No, no. I got to be honest, no. That that robe would be, would be one of various outfits that uh, I'd, be, I'd be wearing, um, like in a special like vacation hol holodeck episode Re realistically it would be uh <laughs> re realistically it would be me in a backpack probably with a with a hoodie and and uh jogging pants cuz that's that's my like minus the backpack that's my current uniform these days is is hoodie and jogging pants cuz i'm spending so much time indoors at home yeah and that's what i want to bring up because the new album is the human condition so is, yes. this, is this all about making sure that people are in mint condition? <laughs> uh, sort of, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I wanted to talk about a variety of, of mental and emotional challenges that, that people face. Uh, so I, I guess in a sense, it's trying to get people into, into a better condition, at, at least, yeah. Yeah, because we've talked a lot about this pandemic uh, when it's all over, we want to do these things. We want to go to bars. We want to go, uh, like, uh, we want to travel. We want to do these things. But we're treating it like it's heartburn or like exams at university where, like, 
it's this inconvenience for a little bit of window of time and then it's done. Like we just got through it. You know what I mean? Like you recently released normal 2.0, as you said. And so yes. it's the idea that like, once we get through this, then everything will be okay. But you're suggesting basically on the human condition that even though this, this moment in time will be done, not everything will necessarily be okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, at this point, I mean, talk that I've read about in the last few weeks to months is that this is you know, this is going to continue right mm -hmm. like friends of mine have been a little distraught with the whole um current situation where we're in a second lockdown in, in Toronto but but this was predicted because of human behavior and so they've already said that well th there'll be there'll be others this won't be the only uh, pandemic and and it hasn't been anyways we've dealt with uh, a a bunch of other things like this have have already occurred right mm -hmm. i mean toronto itself was the the ground zero of sars for for the most part and and we we did we did get out of that and and i'm not saying this to trivialize whatever is is uh, the current situation or a future situation it's just that I think part of my my point with normal 2.0 was to, to to get across was that, hey, things they're they're like I say in the beginning of the verse of the first verse, it's like this is a planet that's got problems before any of this happened. Now this larger you know worldwide thing is happening now, and, and so there's it, just to keep in mind that that while this is somewhat unique for for us in, in in our lifetimes this is not going to be the first time and won't be the last time yeah you're almost talking about like removing the element of surprise i think some people were surprised we ended up this way which is the kind of thing of like you know if you smoke two packs a day and then later on the doctor tells you, you have cancer you really can't be surprised <laughs> you know what i mean like you know what i mean <laughs> you you kind of like worked your way there uh, there was little decisions that you made along the way that it made you end up in this situation. Is that what you're kind of saying? True. Yeah. I mean, part of it, though, I, I, I think sort of an aside is is that we're it, it's why to me, it's why the lottery is such a popular thing for people. It's because we're just we don't really get like at a at a sort of basic level of of existence and survival we don't really get stats stats are not really a thing for us they don't really impact our our activities mm -hmm. so when you say to someone hey you know you have a one in whatever a number of chances of, of getting cancer from smoking cigarettes they be like yeah whatever because that's not it's just a statistic it doesn't directly necessarily uh, affect them and in fact the, with the uk uh, government they started changing their um statements like they started changing their 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 marketing if you will uh, about uh, dealing with covid to say that hey you behaving in a, in a way where you stay home where you wear a mask where you don't interact with other people saves lives right and when you put it in in a, in a term like in that context it's doing better than to just say to people well you have a one in whatever chance of getting this so mm -hmm. and it would increase at this rate if you if you if you don't stay home so like those things unfortunately because because 
I like the numbers. I don't mind hearing about the stats, but unfortunately, generally speaking, we don't really doesn't really affect us as much. It doesn't have the same impact, and, and so yeah, so yeah, you get that. But it's it's our culture too, though, right? Like we're also inundated with movies and TV shows and stuff where people beat the odds. Right, sports movies, yep. cancer. Those are the two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> rom coms, right? Rom coms is like I'll never find anybody, and then an hour and a half later, like their eyes lock across the room in that wedding, and off they go. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. We're a culture that's like, here are the odds, but you will be glorified if you beat these odds. Yeah, it's but but yeah, I think at the same time, what you're bringing up is is a very good point, but it. it the or bring up the question again of like what is the value of this entertainment is it is it art imitating life or life imitating art right because because we generally speaking want to see positive outcomes in these in these movies in these like forms of entertainment Mm -hmm. we want to see people beat the odds we want the justice prevail because it doesn't exist that easily and, and steadily and readily in, in, in real life. And, and so we're more entertained by, at least in the sense of entertainment being a, a way to escape your existence, then and we don't want to see, you know, that result. We don't want to see a, a, a good plan fall apart. Because that's just a reminder of what's really happening. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't get to, I don't get the girl, I don't get mm-hmm. the guy, <laughs> I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's stay within escaping your existence. You, as somebody who's watched uh, Doctor Who for years and years, has watching yeah. Doctor Who taught you anything about the human condition? Because the Doctor is generally fascinated with us. Yes. We seem to kind of annoy him sometimes, but there is a deep <laughs> love there. <laughs> is that that's yeah. accurate, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the job when the job of a storyteller is done well, then the information, the entertainment that's being provided is like you're providing something in a way that people, you know, can feel something. They like they can feel good about what, what's what's going on. So and they can relate. So when you have a science fiction show. It, it works best when it's actually reflect a reflection of what's currently happening with humans, because then we can relate. Imagine they try to be, uh, and again, it's all guesswork, right? Because it's the future and we have no idea what's going to happen in mm-hmm. the future. But imagine with, let's say, Star Trek TNG, because I've been watching a lot of that lately. Imagine they try to really hone in on what the future might be like and how humans might behave, because, you know, we don't speak now the way that humans would speak 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and the way it happens in TNG, everyone's just talking the way we talk and using Christian swear words and everyone's just relating. And of course this has to happen because it's us at this time watching some form of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Watching science fiction. So so there has to be a convention. There has to be some caveats. And with Doctor Who, I, I, with any science fiction, I feel that it's done best when we don't kind of even notice it, you know, that's relating to us. And I think that that for the most part, that show's done a really good job of it over, over the years. 
pretty much with every with every uh, lead actor that played the the doctor that we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Sticking with that idea, then, like, why did you name the album "The Human Condition" as opposed to, like, say, "Human Nature"? Right? Because isn't some of the themes on the album like fear, panic, anxiety? Isn't that all kind of part of human nature? It it is. It definitely is. But but I also wanted to get into things that are kind of just uniquely human and a result of our circumstances and a result of our environment. In my song Blue Moon, as an example, I'm, I'm rapping about introverts and and just from the point of view of someone who's a friend saying, saying like, hey, I understand that you are, are not wanting to go out, like that you do want to interact with people or, or you're with your close friends at least, but you don't want to necessarily go out. And I respect that. And, and and I feel like it's a point of view that hasn't really ever been sort of talked about. And, and the circumstances around that, like while the feeling might be might be common amongst uh, humans of any of any era, I, I think that the the circumstances that we exist in right now are kind of more unique, like kind of allow that to happen more so than 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 let's say the '60s, right? And especially now with with COVID and everyone being locked down in certain places like Toronto and, and sequestered, right? There isn't the opportunity to go out and interact with people like like there was before. And, and so circumstances are, are, are a bit different. And so I wanted to try and get that across too. It's like stuff that we're feeling plus how we deal with things in, in current circumstances. And, and part of that too, I, I sort of like like wanted to point out is with songs like help uh on the on on the album where people everybody needs help you know your 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 biggest uh like like pro uh tennis player has a coach right mm-hmm. like they didn't just all of a sudden develop skills to to win wimbledon like like everybody needs assistance from somebody else from somewhere uh and and very often our, our society, the way it's structured, wants to tell you otherwise. It wants to say like, oh, you actually are, are better off doing these things on your own or you're you're a bigger hero for, for doing things by yourself and, and, and accomplishing it on your own. And I think to a point, bringing it back to Doctor Who, that they, they uh, sort of deal with that sometimes as well, where the idea is this person, you know, has knowledge of, of centuries, you know, and, and traveled the universe and, and pretty much knows any, anything and everything and rarely anything surprises them. But then still there's this human element. There's a, a person with them that doesn't and somehow always manages to help him or her figure, figure things out. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, you know, there's a, 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 again, with the fiction, it's just, it's telling telling stories that people can relate to, and that's uh, really what I wanted to do with this album more than more than previous ones. I mean, I'm always uh, thinking I, I want to accomplish that as much as I can, as much as the the, the album topic allows. But I, I it was really a point as part of the uh, of my mission with this with this uh, project. Yeah, kind of mirroring what you're saying about help is is Professor X, 
right? That's the obvious one, right? We're like, you know, he, he adopts her, like picks up Cyclops and he's like, here, wear these red glasses, these ruby quartz glasses. And this will kind of like stop the eye beams from like shattering everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? it sucks. Don't get me started on Cyclops. I don't, I, uh, you know, no. I don't even understand. The, anyways, anyways, but yes, okay. yes. Well, focus, example, but, th- yeah. but that's what you're saying though, right? It's like Professor X, you can use a different uh, mutant if you want. There's lots of them. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's just the idea of like, here you go. Look, I know you're weird or you feel weird. Uh, you look weird sometimes in cases like Beast or even Angel, right? Like, yep, yep. That takes up a lot of room when you go to the movies, right? Those wings. <laughs> so that's really obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, yo, man, you're okay. Basically, Professor X just provides help. Yeah. What is the course of uh, help? It's a really cool course. Oh, uh, that chorus just popped into my head on, on the way to lunch one. Uh, I wasn't even trying to come up with the chorus at the time when it happened. It just came into my head and I'm like, I should use that as the chorus. That's because at first I'm like, ah, too simple. But it, it, it goes, people always need it, but they don't get it because they don't get it that they always need it. Rap albums and rap music, people are always criticizing it for the four letter words. So is it unusual then to have a four-letter word like help on a rap album? Well, I actually mentioned that the at the start of the song, mm-hmm. in in the verse, that it's uh, that essentially that it's a, a four-letter word that nobody wants to talk about, that no one wants to to bring up, or think that it's inappropriate, because really it's it, it, I I've found it in trying to write that interesting just. Uh, in my own life, the ways that I've maybe could have asked for help or, or that I needed help and then realized that I didn't, in hindsight, that I didn't ask for it because of some perception that, that I had on, on the situation or myself and that felt that, oh, I can't, I can't do that. And yeah, I absolutely could and everyone absolutely can. For you, what? how are you defining help? Like, how are you getting through things right now? Obviously, you're working, but are you also, like, meditating? Uh, I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't been. My meditation, my, my, my meditation has taken a form that perhaps people wouldn't see as meditation, uh, working on beats. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's been a form of meditation for me. So has been watching the uh, entire run of the 90s X-Men uh, animated series. Nice, yeah. That's, yeah. that's where the beef from Cyclops came from? <laughs> oh, my beef with Cyclops goes way before that, that, before I ever watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you kind of mentioned a little bit on Relax, right? As a workaholic, did the lockdown affect your work a lot? Uh, yeah, I would say to to some ex to some extent. Like you mean work on on the music? Yeah. Like just how my my approach is. Yeah, I mean definitely affected things. Uh, last year, I had uh, an opportunity to buy a very pro microphone from uh, a friend, and that mic. Uh, shout outs to Omar, and that mic was. Like, I just saw the opportunity to get that, to be able to record vocals at home. And I just thought it would be for the odd thing here and there. Like, I get, uh, it, like when someone asks me to, to, guest, to, to make a guest appearance on a song that they're working on, and rather than 
and maybe this like scheduling didn't work with one of the other studios that I would usually go to and record, I would now have the opportunity to still do that, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then COVID happens. So I ended up recording this entire thing, uh, with the exception of one song that was done earlier uh, in, in 2019, I recorded uh, the whole thing here in at home base. And so I started with my uh, homie Ted, who's mix engineer on the album and has been mixing like my, all my albums since all my projects since 2010. Uh, so shout outs to Ted, aka Measuring Man. So Ted was coming over actually and and tracking is the fancy term in, in the music biz for watching me record and telling me when it's good or sounds like crap and to redo the verse or parts or whatever. And so near the uh, end of 2019, or well, bef just before the, the, the pandemic uh, hit Canada, I was, uh, I, got sick with shingles actually and oh, had no. to yeah yeah but i'm okay i'm okay now i had to cancel one of the tracking sessions we were going to have and then the one so the one before that was the last time i actually seen him in person mm -hmm. and that was and that was january so oh, wow. so yeah so i had to you know we him and i had to developed system then after that where i was recording at home on my own sending stuff to him and I would probably I probably sent him more takes or did more takes than I usually would when I would have someone there because then it, that person to say that take wasn't that great or part of that take was great so we'll use it etc and so I just did that on my own and it's and it's weird it took a little while to get used to because you're in a certain mindset when you're recording vocals, like when you're delivering them. And it's a different mindset from actually editing on a computer. So I would have to, I would deliver something, stop, think that maybe part of it was good or part of it wasn't, or I wasn't sure and I need to uh, play it back. So then all of a sudden I'm now taken out of the out of the the mindset that I was in of the energy that I wanted to deliver to that particular song. So now I'm back in a computer doing computery things and then I'm hitting record again and giving trying to give myself time to get back into the mode that I had before because otherwise then it just becomes an impossible task trying to keep the same energy levels, the same vocal tone, uh stuff like that. So it uh that was definitely the first and foremost uh biggest challenge with with recording like with doing music uh once this started. Yeah, I've, I've never understood how people who like direct a movie can also act in it. That seems really technical and really like creative yeah. at the same time. And that's yeah. like, you know, like how can you be in the scene and acting and like, you know, yeah, breaking absolutely. up or doing something and then you notice the light is not working or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the first, um, first episode of, of Star Trek TNG that Jonathan Frakes directed, cause he's, on to 
direct many, 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 many things in different genres and in a lot of other Star Trek as well, uh, some of the movies. Uh, when the first one that he did in TNG, he wasn't he wasn't even really in the episode he appeared for like uh, for a gag essentially mm -hmm. for like 30 seconds or whatever and that was it and so i i guess in in his case at that point he had to take that to heart he wasn't able to wear both hats mm -hmm. yeah I, I do think that's definitely difficult to do and in, in, in an amazing skill if you have it and with recording of course a much lower example like in terms of the impact uh, between directing but but yeah definitely was something that it, it took a while for me to get used to speaking of getting used to the, the opening track is assholes and yes <laughs> you yes. you you're weary of like sociopaths and i get that that makes yes. a lot of sense but i'm also curious why in that song you're not also throwing social media under the bus or are you? Well, well, well. I kind of, I kind of throw social media under the bus, so to speak, in, in other songs. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's not. It wasn't my point in the with that song. I guess to bring that up, it mm. was more about. I was more interested in talking about the behavior of people, and and while definitely in in current, you know, living that social media stuff is going to be involved in however people, a lot of people interact, most people interact, but I wasn't, I was more interested in talking about the people directly, the people side of it, not the method of delivery, which, which is kind of what I would see the social media stuff as in, in this, in this song, in this case, yep. because it was really just about like the really jerky things that people do that sociopaths do and, and stuff and, Think just all of this kind of crap that other people have to put up with, or maybe not put up with, is what I've perhaps suggested in in that in that song. Yeah, there's a really interesting documentary on CBC Gem called "The Asshole," um, and it's about the rising tide of assholery. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah, so that's your homework. When we wrap up, you can uh, jump on the CBC Gem and check that out. All right, cool. I want to focus on a couple more songs on the, sure. the album because I understand what you're saying with like um, the asshole song, right? It's the people you're talking about who reject the stats basically uh, or don't believe in the science is what you're talking about, which is funny because it's like you close the great intelligence, another track on the album with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, who many years ago when he was Ali G and all those other characters <laughs> was kind of labeled as an asshole. Yes. So you yes. kind of got to go full circle. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with with that song in particular, I I, I guess it, uh, along with assholes, uh, along with your right, are are those songs kind of in, inhabit uh, similar spaces, right? So with great intelligence, it, it was just. I, I decided to actually do research on a, a few topics on on the album because I always want to make sure that I'm delivering effective content and stories, and I don't feel that you can do that if you don't know what you're talking about. So I, I was interested in in that topic, but I didn't want to just do it from an anecdotal point of view. And it was interesting to be reading about this devaluing of, of intelligence and experts and 
basically there's this wave that's that's erupted of people and and in some ways it's not even so much about assholery and 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 closer to a song like you're right where people part of it i guess is people really want to they they think that admitting that they're wrong about something is like some sort of you know incredible sin or something that Mm. that it would make them it would be to their grand grandest disadvantage of, of all and to the point that people just just are doubling down on their ignorance like they would be in a conversation telling you something and you're and you're saying no man like that's not what it is like i i, I can look it up and show you and then they're like oh well those those facts are wrong those are those are not correct facts it's like but it but it has like a bunch <laughs> of scientists cooperating yeah. Yeah. the statement yeah the study was done by coca-cola <laughs> And you're and you're just and you're just a dude who has <laughs> who who's never actually touched those things that they're talking about, yeah. and you're just offering an opinion, and and so people, it's it's interesting that and in, with this whole album, I talk a lot about feelings and and that we don't talk about our feelings enough, but then, interestingly enough, a lot of people talk with their feelings and not with facts or or not with statements mm-hmm. they're, they're just about like well i feel that this situation is wrong and it's like but you know like people arguing with their virologists uh, in regards <laughs> to to the pandemic it's yeah. like dude that person studied for a long time at, at least they looked at the books mm-hmm. for for the for the uh, work that that they're doing you just woke up today and had an opinion about that like and and, and in some way it's it's dev- like it's a it's devaluing their uh, being a human uh, uh, for some strange reason to say that they don't know everything or that their opinion isn't valid in a certain situation. I mean, you want to talk about, let's say, um, I don't know, the techniques of wrestling. Well, I'm definitely not going to be an expert on that. I don't have anything to offer to that yeah. uh, conversation, right? Because I'm not a wrestler. I've never, I've never done that. I, I don't even, you know, work for, a, a wrestling organization or something like I've just watched it on TV, but then I'm all of a sudden going to say to someone who is involved in that, like, you no man, that's wrong. Yeah. That's not how, that's not how you do a suplex. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I found like we're supposed to now, and you kind of acknowledge this on the album as well is we're supposed to have all this knowledge and all these different things. Like yeah. a hot button topic, for example, is like this whole thing with black lives matter and police reform and these things. Right. And I'm, yep. I'm not denying that systemic racism exists. It completely does. But at the same time, I don't have enough information on how police reform should look like. I don't know what it should do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's and above my pay why... grade. So <laughs> I agree that, like, you know, like, we should help black people. I'm like, yes, all right. And then that's it. I got nothing else. You know what I mean? <laughs> and not only that, but it's also like, it's not because I'm not black or whatever, but it's like, that's not my, it, that's not what gets me out of bed every morning. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know other right, people will right. pick that up and fight for it. And there's organizations. I'm like, yep. if I can help you somehow, if I can give you some money, I'll do it. But otherwise that's your thing. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with like women and job issues and things like that. I'm like, there's lots of people fighting for those causes and who know those things. And that's what you're talking about. Right? Like know what I, you're talking I, about. I, I, yeah, I, I am. I mean, I don't want to at the same time say, though, that, that because you don't know a lot about something that you shouldn't get involved if Correct. you 
I, I think there's a difference, there's a definite difference between having a, a conversation with your friends about something and maybe admitting that you don't know everything about it and asking for some more information and, and getting a perspective as opposed to just outright like dismissing something that somebody else has said mm -hmm. with no with no research done on your own part for your own sake for without talking to somebody else without even remotely considering their 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 position and and so i found it very interesting in a documentary that was on netflix about uh flat earthers about people who believe that the earth is flat where they were interviewing a, a, a scientist from nasa who was saying you know it's a shame that that people want to dismiss these people and consider them like you know maniac crackpots or something that that should be locked up because you're missing an opportunity. You're missing an opportunity to engage with another person to, to if you have this strong aversion to what they're believing, you, you have an opportunity to, to understand, try and understand their point of view and, and educate them and give them some information. And then you can have a conversation. And, and I feel that with this devaluing of intelligence and experts, we've, we've lost that. There's no conversation. I mean, you see it in, in American politics. It's either you're a Democrat or a Republican and that's it. Like you're voting for a belief and, and, and that's supposedly well spelled out, but mm -hmm. kind of isn't. Yeah, Just, the world is is a gray area. Nothing is really there aren't too many things out there that are black and white. Yeah, and like part of what you're saying too is just listening, right? Yep. Like that's an undervalued skill. You're talking about too, like everyone wants to like have information or like pretend that they know things or have feelings or speak about those things, or whatever. But sometimes you just need to shut up and just listen, right? Let yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 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 me being a human myself, I also find that challenging. There, there, there aren't times like I'm not always listening easily to what uh, somebody else has to say in their point of view and I kind of sneak something like that in at the end of, of assholes to say that hey this person with this idiotic insane behavior there's there's probably a reason why that's happened it isn't just like they woke up one day and they were an asshole there that can happen I think but it I think it's rare I think I think that's not necessarily a person's joie de vivre if you get what i'm saying yeah uh very good canadian there you get a little bit of french in there <laughs> i don't want to make it seem like the um album the album has a lot of heavy topics and is a very serious album but yeah, you also yeah. have a lot of fun like on nostalgia where you say yes. i want original media but i know it's just yes. easier feeding us yes where what kind of prompted that one because like over this discussion and i've talked to you before uh, off mic but it's like I've talked to you before and it's like I mean even this, during this discussion you just mentioned like X-Men uh, the animated series you mentioned Star Trek yeah. Next Generation these shows have been off the, the air for years right? it's true it's, uh, it's, it's true but I and, and that's part of my point with that song actually is to talk about struggling with, with that and that it's not as clear cut like that I have I have moments when I don't want to see yet another thing from from my childhood revisited, but 
but at the same time, I understand why that happens because it, it comforts us. It, it gives us, it's something that we recognize. I think it's why remixes that DJs and producers make do can do well because it's someone still catching the vibe. Like if you, you're doing a remix of Michael Jackson, of a Michael Jackson song, well, someone who's really into, into him is even though it's a remix, they're still catching a vibe from the, the original song from when, and probably more details from when they first heard it, how they felt at the time, who they were with at the time, when it happened, like that kind of thing. And so there is value in the actual like proper sort of dictionary definition discussion of the word nostalgia. There is actual value in that for human beings. There is like a, a purpose for it existing uh, to somewhat to our benefit, uh, but also there are the, the aspects of it that I, I think are, are kind of negative and, and just overdone. Like, like just the, again, that, that grand reminiscing. I, I, I'm, I'm cool with it once in a while. And I do think that there's importance in having legends, you know, like we have stories of uh, uh, that are remembered, like Shakespeare, stories of the Iliad, uh, and, and the more modern uh, legends, you've got the Lone Ranger, and, and then you get into comic books, you've got Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, Thor, etc., Superman, and and those are modern legends. And, and I think that they are definitely valid and important and they shouldn't just, we shouldn't just be jumping to the new thing and forgetting everything that existed before every single time because that's detrimental to us. There is value in us remembering our past because that helps us form decisions for the future. It's like wisdom is gained through knowledge and experience. And, and so nostalgia isn't a total waste, but at the same time, I, I think that with, with entertainment media, especially, it's just overdone. It's like a quick fix. It's an easy way to kind of hit us over the head with something like, hey, remember this? So you'll really like that thing and you'll buy it immediately mm -hmm. because you're like, oh yeah, I know Transformers. Mm -hmm. I remember that when I was a kid. Awesome. I'll buy that. It's funny because now the Transformers, um, I forgot what it's called now, extension, but Transformers and X-Men animated series just had a mashup, a collaboration. And so they made um, it's a it's an Autobot. And he, Amazing! Yeah, he Amazing. transforms into the the black. Uh, what's it called? The what's the jet for the X Men animated series? I'm drawing a blank now. Terrible nerd cred. Uh, the Blackbird. Blackbird. That's it. Yeah. So he transforms into that, and so it's like. <laughs> Amazing! Right? Amazing! And I it's, wish. Like that's I wish so everything all at once. Like X Men and Transformers. Yeah. Everything all at once. Yeah, I wish someone would, uh, it, it could just be a joke. I mean, my drawing skills are negligible, but I, I, I would love if someone as a joke just did like a Transformers uh, of regular life series, like like Megatron transforms into a lamp and like Optimus <laughs> Prime transforms into an office chair. Like that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, they seem to be doing a number of collabs lately. So they had another one, yeah. back, to, back to the Future, right? They had Gigawatt, I think his name was. He, uh, right, he transforms right. into the DeLorean. So that's possible. I mean, just do like a still life Transformers right. but, collab. But just, but just even me saying that is is kind of me following into the along with the 
with the whole nostalgia thing, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm talking about a thing that we, it's like an element of a thing that we recognize from, from our past. A shorthand. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a shorthand and, and we do need it to, to an extent. And at the same time, I think we, I think entertainment media overdoes it. I think they're just, it's just a quick opportunity, right? It's cash cow. It's, mm -hmm. it's like reading about uh, the Marvel, uh, the business of the Marvel company uh, from, uh, I, uh, I forget the author's name. Uh, I think his last name was Hal, but at any rate, there's a, a Marvel, uh, biography, you could call it. I'm not even sure. Oh, Sean uh, Howe? Yes, Sean Howe. Yeah. And, and talks about the history of the Marvel company and he, he has a great it, book. Yeah, when when they get to the time period of, of just on the cusp of the Iron Man movie of starting the MCU, it's like they were going bankrupt and they were trying to sell this business office to say, hey, entertainment media makers, mm -hmm. here is a, a company where we have like over 150 pre-licensed characters that already have a built-in audience. So wouldn't you just want to take advantage of that? And so you could make easy money and, and, and it saves them having to come up with stories. It saves them having to design things uh, uh, from scratch, right? They have this, they have all this back information that they can pull from. Focus grouped. Yeah. And I say this it, 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 like criticizing it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm one of the few people that I know that still wants the, the MCU to happen. I'm still like, yeah, man, I'm cool with phases five through 15 <laughs> through 70. I, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm absolutely all right with watching all of the comic books from my childhood come to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird thing because, like, recently they announced they're going to do Predator 5. And <laughs> yeah, I laughed too. <laughs> And that franchise has been terrible, right? Like, every yeah. movie's gotten worse and worse. So I was like, yeah. who asked for this now? Like, is there an actual demand for Predator 5? I don't know. But I guess uh, movies like the latest Terminator movie that came out maybe proved to them that it's possible. Because that movie, my understanding, kind of ignored the the last three or four Terminator oh, movies. it was and just... terrible. You know, <laughs> okay, this is a tangent. But you didn't see it, I guess? No, no. Okay, so you know how the you know how the classic Terminator, right? Where like, um, I guess for some reason James Cameron, for all of his science and technology, he only believes you can time travel naked. So the term, yeah, the yeah, time yeah, the, yeah. the Terminators would appear in like 1984 or like in the first one, or whatever, uh, naked. So, anyways, yeah. what what this one randomly did was that when Arnold traveled back in time, he absorbed all of the history, like all the future events. So. He could tell Sarah Connor what was going to happen in our present time because he had absorbed all the stuff by time traveling. <laughs> you can't introduce that into the sixth movie or seventh movie or whatever. Amazing. You know what I mean? Amazing. Like, yeah, it's too, it's too far gone. Like, no, man. Like, amazing. Yeah, and I, I saw it opening weekend, and then the audience gasped because they all it was all nerds, <laughs> right? So it's like, yo, you violated like the Prime Directive or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly, and it's and and awesome that you bring up the Prime Directive because there are rules. People react, tend to react better to a story that has parameters, right? Like if if anything can happen, and does, 
then you, you, there's probably no discernible plot. Things mm. don't make sense, and yeah. so nobody's interested. Yeah, they gotta have they gotta have limits because then it shows that people, the characters involved, rise above those limits, those challenges, and and that's what we like to see because it doesn't always happen in our own regular lives that we get to succeed or get past these challenges that uh, uh, get in, in front of us, you know. So. Yeah, so then going back to your album, The Human Condition, then, was the album made for you as an encouragement or was it made for <laughs> other people? Because Relax almost seems like it's a message to yourself, like a message in a bottle or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, I would say it's both. Uh, that's, it's, it's kind of cool that you caught that, actually, because other, other people have, have not asked that. Maybe they thought it and just didn't have the courage but to to just say yeah, hey why man not? It, did you point. just did you just do this for yourself is this just <laughs> and the answer is like partly yes yeah absolutely I, I read once that kanye listens to his own music all the time and when someone asked him about it and felt sort of like isn't that arrogant of you to be listening to your own music he's like well I like what I made. So <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to my own music. Yeah. You and Kanye both make dope beats. So that's always kind of the litmus test of what you decide, right? When you're making stuff is if it kind of gets your head bopping and you can kind of yes. think of something to write about. You're like, yo, yes. you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff I'm sure you hear or you play around with on your mixer or whatever. You're like, yes. no, this is not it. Or like, it's it's not ready yet. Exactly. Yeah, that that's, that's totally happens. Uh, ever since I've been making my own music i've always had the rule with writing raps it's like if if i can't if if listening to a beat annoys me after a certain period of time like to hear it looped over and over again some at some point just i just go oh this is uh, this sucks now or i i can't stand this hearing this anymore if if that happens then it's not the right song it's not the right beat I, i'm not going to write to it it's it's out because I'm going to be writing to it. I'm going to hear that thing so often yes. <laughs> that I'm going to know, I'm just going to know how it sounds and what it's doing. And, and so I got to I got to love it. I got to love it. And so when I'm working on my own albums, I'm always, it's always the case where I've made more material that are, are thought up at least more material than I actually end up creating and releasing totally because just not everything is going to be that. It's not always going to be the song that I want to hear forever. And so the collection that appeared on my album it, or any album I've made is always going to be like, hey, so less approved. <laughs> he, he, he heard it a billion times and he thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. and, and really with releasing music, it's just in the hopes that other people will, will find it entertaining as well, that they can relate to it somehow, that they can recognize something in themselves through through what I'm trying to say. And and luckily for me with this album, getting a bit more personal with it than, than I have in previous uh, releases, it, it, it's been working. People have been responding to me and saying like, hey man, I really, is this something that you experienced or you're telling a story from somebody else? And it's like, no, actually I experienced that too. So. Yeah, so was it, uh, just as we wrap up then, was it, did it require any bravery on your part to be that open and that vulnerable like it's a lot easier to be superman than it is to be clark kent yeah uh, definitely a bit of work in fact uh one song in particular uh mean, mean little myth that first verse was me trying to get out uh, i decided i wanted to write all the things basically that that 
I have said to myself at some point that I've thought about myself at some point in this negative fashion and to, to let people know that this is something that other people go through that that people kind of say general that negative voice in the back of your mind telling you that that maybe you're wrong or something well I want to explain that well here's a situation with this person me that that this is as simple as just a little negative voice in the back of my head that I can tell to stop. It's like this is ongoing dialogue and and a challenge to to face, a challenge to 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 deal with it, to to meet it, to, to you know be able to function with it. And so so yeah, I mean I never really wrote a song about that ever before. And if you had asked me to do something like that or suggested it to me three or four years ago, five years ago, I would have said, like, nah, I don't think I would be brave enough to handle it. And in fact, when I wrote that verse, I had to stop writing it for once in a while, mm -hmm. more than usual. Like I, I would give myself a certain amount of time to, to write like, oh, I'm going on a walk. It'll be an hour. I'll, I'll write while I'm walking. And with that song in particular, that verse especially, I had to take breaks. It's like, ah, this is enough of 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 repeatedly finding, uh, listening to this negative talk and finding words to rhyme with it. I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta take a break. So so yeah, yeah, definitely some 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 hard work got put in on some of those songs for sure. So where can people find you online to uh, hear some more of your uh, hard work and songs? Uh, wish you <laughs> happy birthday. My depressing music. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wish yeah, you yeah. happy birthday, right? It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's coming up in, in a few days, actually. So they can go to pretty much any online um, digital music distributor. So Spotify, it's there. Amazon Music, it's there. Uh, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, YouTube uh it's it's a band camp it's it's on all the things so you can just honestly easiest thing to do is probably just type out the title or or look for me uh, my name is more or less spelled with one s and it's three words more or less yeah so what are you going to do for your birthday since we're in lockdown is it just gonna be more star trek and more uh, x-men or <laughs> <laughs> i think so i think so I, I i don't think i'm really trying to Oh, celebrate it big or anything i i, I yeah uh, my my lady had a surprise for me but that actually got postponed because of a lockdown so that so, was yeah. a surprise <laughs> can you imagine yeah <laughs> i orchestrated this entire world pandemic for you yes. there you go yeah are you getting up there in age in terms of uh, doctor who uh, I, I, I'm, I'm been reading, I've been watching my doctor who every once in a while still. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of, am I anxiously awaiting it? I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested in what's going to happen next based on the end of the season. And, you know, maybe this isn't the place to get into it, but there were major revelations, major changes to the background history and canon of, of Doctor Who that happened in this season. And I, for one, am actually cool with it. <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of Doctor Who fans that are not, and they absolutely were thinking it was, you know, like uh, the, the 
the second of the new Star Wars installments, they were really like, oh, this is The Last Jedi. I hate this. <laughs> but but it, for me, no, man, I was totally cool with it. I, I actually was also one of those people that was pretty cool with Last Jedi as well. I mean, minus Canto Bite, but yeah. – but <laughs> But the the rest of it, I was all right with. I didn't think it was a, 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 a what, what was the term, an abomination to to my childhood, as some people have have thought. But last yeah. question, then, are you reading anything these days in terms of comics? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, going back on Secret Avengers. Uh, re- that's been my most recent uh, Ed read. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so I, I got a, a bunch of them. I, I bought a bunch of them a while ago and hadn't really read them and kind of skimmed through a, a few. And then I just decided I saw one one day on the table and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into those and see what happens." It's a lot of fun. I started reading Savage Avengers with Conan on the Avengers. <laughs> Conan I haven't the Barbarian. done that yet. Conan the Barbarian, Punisher. <laughs> I can't remember who else is on the team. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I don't think it's going to be a long run anything. Anyways, you know what I mean? Like, does, it sound, does it sound like it? When will it come out with Office Avengers? That, that... That's, that's probably the next one after that. You know what I mean? Just keep right. cranking them out at this yeah. point. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, thank you for taking some time. And thank you for cranking out uh, The Human Condition. Uh, as you said, the album's out now, and it is fantastic. Um, it it takes a while because it's not a traditional. Um, the the album itself is so introspective. I don't want to make it sound like it's depressing or anything. Like that. It's there is some there is a lot of fun and there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of references and stuff like that. Uh, but it does take a little bit of time just to kind of work through it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, to- totally. It it is it is a long player in the uh, traditional sense, really. And and I. I I don't know. I just had a bunch of topics that I really wanted to tackle and 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 get out there, and and this album formed into in, in the shape that it's in now, and and I'm glad people are are appreciating it. So that's cool. Perfect. That's it. Uh, we're done. Les, thanks for hanging out and uh, talking uh, comics and uh, X Men and Star Trek and Doctor Who, and we eventually got to your music as well. So thanks for hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. We covered all all the, the bases. Mm-hmm. It's good playing it's good playing nerd bingo with you. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Yo, that was more or less rapper and beat maker who has been consistently putting out music since two thousand and nine. I'm Sammy, host of My Summer Layer. If our discussion about his latest album, The Human Condition, doesn't work for you, try some of his other work. Uh, Big Lunge in Little China, Nerd Love, oh, and one of my favorites, Bigger on the Inside, I Time Traveler's Mixtape. Oh, yes. Cheers if you know the reference. It's a dope EP. And please, don't let our conversation be the end. Reach out to Les and share your human condition. You know, engage the work. It should be a dialogue, not a monologue. Or connect with me. I'm at my summer layer for all three. My summer layer for IG, my summer layer for Twitter, and my summer layer for Facebook. Which is, I guess, ironic talking about your mental health on social media. Thank you so much for hanging out with me in a Netflix world. The human condition, yo.